Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of the Beer It Is podcast and for ways to keep our podcast free for you. Boys and girls, my name is Tobias Woolborn. The name of the marquee is Beer It Is. Shout out to Classic. Shout out to Melanie for allowing me to do this show each and every week live on the CSPN Network. And again, guys, also make sure you support your local brewers and support our fine sponsors. We'll tell you about later. But right now, I am in beautiful Tallahassee. Uh, this is kind of a second home to me. Or I spent some time working with a local newspaper here at Tallahassee Democrat. Back in town, hanging out. I am at Grasslands Brewing. Last time I was here, it was really small. Now they've grown, and we're going to talk to head brewer, head owner. Well, I mean, he's the uglier part of the duo. But that's okay. He's still the man because he, he married well. Yeah, exactly. My man, Gabe Grass. So Gabe, how are you, brother? Nice to, nice to see you, buddy. Uh, I'm doing very good. Thank you. Good, man. Good to see you, and good to drink some of your beer. I hinted at the system. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are brewing on now as opposed to what you were brewing on. Sure. So we are on um, a, a brand new uh, premier fabricated um, uh, 15 barrel system. So 15 barrels, 30, 30 kegs, uh, 465 gallons of batch. Um, we've got six fermenters, uh, four 15 barrel fermenters and two 30 barrel fermenters. And then um, a 15 barrel and 30 barrel uh, carbonation tank. Uh, as compared to where we were before, uh, we were brewing five kegs at a batch on a two and a half barrel system. Mm. That you know, I, I tell people that you know there are a number of variables that we just could not ultimately control. So we would make good beer, but not consistently good beer. Mm. Uh, and as an owner, it's frustrating when that happens. Um, I'm really, really proud of the scale up uh, that my team has been able to do. You mentioned head brewer. I, got, I put out too many fires now to be that brewery. So <laughs> I'll give I'll give a hundred percent credit to uh, Spencer Wills. Shout Spencer. Uh, so he is our he is our brew house manager and head brewer, uh, and our assistant brewer Christine Stevens. Oh, got a lady yeah, brewer. Yeah, yeah she's Shout doing out. Yeah, she's doing awesome. And Shout so we uh, between the three of us, you know, I'll pick up I'll pick up the slack if necessary. But um, they've been. So you still yeah. grading out, mashing out every now and then? Uh, every now and then I'm doing a little bit of the dirty work. But right now uh, at, we just launched into the Tallahassee marketplace. Mm. Uh, so we were distributing on a very, very minimal scale beforehand. Um, now, we're, now we're on a much larger scale. And so my job is to make sure people know that, hey, our beer is available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I try to split my time between here and, and uh, uh, inside the brewery and outside in the community. Nice. Yeah, prior to coming in here, I was at the Addison, and so I threw your taps on, man, and I, I'm not going to lie, Gabe, it brought a little tear to my eye. I mean, and, and guys, you know, you've been, I've been doing this for over a year now, traveling all over the country, and, and I'm not just saying it because he's sitting here, you guys know me, I don't go into hyperbole. It's one of my favorite brewers, favorite breweries, just because I love the story of the husband and wife and what they've done. Shout out to Sarah Lynn. She's out of town right now. Tell her I said hello. Send my my regards, man. And when I wrote it at the paper, I wrote about these guys. But anyway, (laughs) that being said, man, walk me through that. What's it like seeing your beer on tap? 
Uh, you know, initially it's it's extremely surreal. Um, I remember, you know, you remember distinctly um, the very first time you, you pay for your beer away from your tap room, mm. uh, and it's it's a crazy feeling. It's 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 great, and and what really we've we've been um, happy to see is happy to hear as well as is extremely positive feedback. Uh, yeah both from the partners that we have in the community and the people that are drinking our beer out in the community. So some, sometimes folks are just not going to come down to this side of town. Right. Um, and sometimes folks from this side of town are not going to go on the other side. So it's helpful to be able to bring our be, to have that opportunity to bring our beer outside of our tap room and not just be able to bring it out, but bring it out in, consistent, in, in mm-hmm. a consistent manner and a high-quality product yeah so. i mean and it warmed my heart i was like oh man and those tap handles are beautiful who designed those so we designed the tap handles um we're working with a local um woodworker uh named lucas van sickle mm. and we uh we also uh you know so we upcycle as many materials as we as we can you're familiar with our, our who we are as a brewery so we have yeah. a lot of you know reuse and recycled materials that are a part of our tap room we do sustainable brewing as much as possible and so that extends to the, the the taps themselves. So crepe myrtle, um, custom custom made, custom fabricated, yeah. um, and they're they're just they're gorgeous. So uh, I'm excited for for people to actually see them more and more out of the tap. I mean, they're the just I, and they're really eye catching, guys. When this podcast goes up, I'm gonna put a couple pictures of those things because I'm telling you, man, they they catch your eye even if you don't know what the brewery is. You're like, who the hell are those guys? <laughs> You know, and obviously you got to have good beer to back it up. There you go. Um, because, you know, it's, sometimes it's intimidating to be a non-craft drinker and pay 5 6 $7 a pint sometimes. Yeah. And away from, going away from the macros and say, I hope I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's helpful that, you know, we've been, uh, you know, our partners in the community have been very selective, uh, but we've been giving them good products to select from. Nice. So, you know, being led by Hopline Blaine, that's the that's the premier one in the in the market. Right? Yeah, I love that name, <laughs> and we're gonna get into that beer. We're gonna get into a little bit more as we keep continuing to kind of unpeel the layers of the onion. Mm-hmm. Guys, you listen to the beer. It is honestly, it's been that work. My name is Tobias Woolborn, and shout out today to Tallahassee as I'm riding around this city. Stopping at Grasslands, so many different breweries in this market. Let's get into that, man, because you guys are like a stone throw, literally, from proof. Sure. And that's Byron Burroughs and that crew over there, mm-hmm. man. And then you got Lake Tribe, a little further up north. Mm-hmm. You got Ology, that's in. And then um, there's another that's TLH. Uh, or no? Uh, D. D, so Ryan, D, yeah. yeah. Ryan Lapete's making some great beer at, at D. Shout out to Ryan Lapete and the yeah, crew. Yeah, the, the Tally Brewing crew. They're still they're still looking for their space. So, okay, um, but you got five breweries yes. that have spaces and they're up and running. I mean, when you first came in, you were not even pouring your own beer. Mm-hmm. You're pouring guest okay. taps. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Explain how that works, because like I come from a Georgia background where that's just not allowed. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when we first started, um, you know, we had the you know, didn't want to put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our license uh, application period and our op- grand opening overlapped each other um, enough so that we couldn't serve our own beer. We couldn't brew our own beer yet. Um, so, we opened in late February 2015. Uh, we started brewing late July 2015. 
Um, and it took that long for federal and state permits to come through. Right. Um, and that's that's. And you think being uh, in Tallahassee would be a little quicker because you well, can go to the office, but not. You'd think so. <laughs> um, uh, 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 it was during a time when um, a lawsuit was being filed against the uh, Department of Business and Professional Regulations. And, oh, awesome! And so, yeah, that made that made things real fun for us. But uh, no, it's been great to see the growth. Mm-hmm. We knew that it was coming. Um, I think that uh, Tallahassee is is unique part of Florida um, that, can, that can sustain uh, a number of breweries. Uh, we try to, I think, work together yeah. uh, to uh, help, you know, the, the tourism aspect, the beer tourism uh, come, cause, come to Tallahassee because a lot of people will visit Tallahassee as a pass-through. They're not right. coming to vacation in Tallahassee. It's not necessarily on the beach yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we've been working with Visit Tallahassee and Visit Florida um, we've been working together, um, nice. so uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say right now we would not be here without proof. Um, we are a stone's throw away from them, and when we first opened up, um, everybody asked me, "What are you going to do about proof?" Um, and I didn't realize it, but proof was Byron was being asked the same question: <laughs> "What are you going to do about Grassland?" Right. And we didn't realize it that we were both giving the same answer: "Is that we're going to." help each other out right. we're, we're going to brew great beer together uh, to help propel Tallahassee forward and to propel the craft beer industry forward and so that sense of, of paying it forward um, has still extended so we talk we're, we're great friends with every single brewery here in town that helps and man absolutely so I used to I used to homebrew with Nick over at Ology um, shout out to him yeah absolutely so and, and they just opened up and they're making some great stuff uh, Ryan does some great things, uh, you know. Really, the whole uh, diving background. Yeah, I dig it. Out. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. I like I like their names. I, wish, I wish I had uh, Ryan's DIY sense. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's amazing because like that dude's a welder, man, yeah. and like well, he, I, I mean, you know, we talk about you know we wouldn't be here without specific people, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Ryan. Uh, we had one specific part, uh, you know, in brewing brewing lingo. It's a flow meter. Yeah. You need to know how many, how many gallons to the gallon uh, that you are adding into your beer. Um, and we had one arrive, but it wasn't, it needed to be welded into our system. Mm. And Retrofitted, Ryan, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And Ryan's like, well, I can do that. And wow. And I said, well, I got some beer coming your way if you can. And he, had, he just did it over, over the weekend. and. And we were wow. able to brew that following week because it, of Ryan and, and making that easier for us. And that matters because it's – and I try to explain to people with craft beer. It's not like Walmart trying to be Kmart. It, like I, I couldn't imagine Sam Walton, right. you know what I'm saying, getting a call from whoever the CEO at Walmart – at Kmart is and be like, hey, man uh, – we can't do this with our store. And then Sam Walton comes over and fixes it. You know, it's cliche to say, uh, you know, uh, rising tide floats all boats. In the craft industry, it really matters, uh, especially with uh, you know the more recent uh, acquisitions that are happening from, mm-hmm. from the macro conglomerates. Um, people know what they're purchasing. They're passionate about what they're purchasing, and when they hear a community, a small community like Tallahassee is collaborating not just on beer, but like helping each other out that makes a huge difference Um, and it's those little things that go Mm -hmm. unpublished Uh, the the welding the retrofit welding of of a part or uh, 
just a private or hey if you're out of grain or something like that or you need these hops yeah it was great whenever uh Bruce Brewers finally asked us for a favor I was like I can I can return the number of favors that I did that has to feel good right I mean and and, and, and their head brewer is really cool dude old school guys I mean they've been around they've been doing it and it's so cool to see how they're showing the love as they're growing I mean I was in Tampa and I saw one of their tap handles not too long ago I was like man so speaking of that Mm -hmm. where do you guys want to go so we signed with Cavalier Distribution Um, they're statewide right they are statewide Yeah, Uh, and we we really um, vetted all of our distributors before we ultimately decided on Cavalier and it was a a very complimentary partnership Mm. Uh, and uh they you know they built up their entire their twenty seven year old company built entirely on craft uh, nice. and so that spoke loudly to us but it's also a number of the philosophical uh, components that matched with us. Uh, that being said, we always want to take care of Tallahassee. Um, you might see our beer on in Pensacola or Panama City or Jacksonville or Gainesville right now because Tallahassee is just now learning of us and mm. we have beer to give and we're so we're giving it. But it's with the stipulation that, hey, we may not always be able to do this until we start brewing at more fermentation capacity uh, to be able to accommodate a new market. Uh, but no, the, the goal is to grow organically um, as much as possible, to take care of Tallahassee, and then say, okay, let's tackle the rest of the panhandle. Nice. Make sure that you know the taps in Destin and Panama City and Pensacola and Fort Walton Beach are all taken care of. Uh, and that there's a strategic plan in place for that, uh, but we we won't just say, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely take over Pensacola without having thought it through. Right. Um, but uh, you know, if there's if there's any kind of demand uh, that we haven't foreseen locally, we'll pull back to make sure that they're taken care. Of. Nice, gotta take care of your local market. Absolutely. Another place to have to take care of your local market is here on Beardis on the CSP Network. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause. You know, thanks some sponsors, all these fine people that keep this podcast free for you each and every week. When we come back, we're going to talk to Gabe Grass about the name of the brewery, the philosophy of the brewery, and then some of the things that are coming up next. So, guys, stick and stay. Here it is, CSPN. We'll be right back. Podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit our website at cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Amazon link, and then you can shop for all kinds of great stuff with Amazon's awesome two-day shipping. You can even sign up for Amazon Prime and get free two-day shipping and access to even more great deals. So, whether it's for music, movies, jewelry, school supplies, Halloween costumes, you name it, Amazon's got it, and you can get it shipped right to your door in a matter of days.
days or even one day. But all you got to do to keep our podcast free is visit our site again. That is cspn.us, cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. A portion of your sales will go towards helping to keep our podcast free, and you will get great service from Amazon. It is a win-win for everybody. So once more, cspn.us, keep our podcast free, and then shop at Amazon. Do it today. Hey everyone, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown and Collars podcast. Just reminding you that you are listening to a CSPN media presentation. And to check out Crown and Collars every Wednesday so we can tell you what your aunt does when you're not around. Boys and girls, welcome back to Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. Once again, my name is Tobias Wilborn. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to do this show each and every week. Also, shout out to all of you for supporting our fine sponsors, including those at Amazon.com, for allowing us to do this show. Make sure you guys give us ratings, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and all these places where you find this fabulous podcast for absolutely free. And by you guys doing that and supporting the sponsors, it allows me to travel, allows me to go places, get outside of the ATL, as I am in one of those places right now in Tallahassee, Florida, and I am at Grasslands Room, my man Gabe Grass. Gabe, what's up, my brother? Doing good. Rocking and rolling, man. We just finished a real cool first segment. Now we're going to get into some other things. I said Gabe Grass. The brewing is Grasslands. Mm-hmm. So explain to me the name, the background of this brewery. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a, uh, as soon as people, you can see the light bulb almost come on right <coughs> off people's head when they say, oh, I get it. You know, I didn't name Grasslands Brewery just because my last name is Grass. Um, my wife and I ha- are very passionate about um, conservation and sustainability. And so when you think grasslands uh, you you know what images are evoked uh, from that so you mm-hmm. think outdoors potentially organic uh, uh, environmental uh, focus and so that those are all intertwined with our brand so our motto is craft community and conservation and we feel very very strongly about that uh, and so it's not just um, you know, uh, we, we're not the crazy crazies that are uh, standing in front of bulldozers about to, to tear, <laughs> down, tear down a forest. Yeah, don't be that guy. Uh, but we, we do care about raising awareness to issues that are important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime we can uh, increase our uh, or decrease our, car- uh, our carbon footprint, we will. Uh, so there's a couple of things that are going to be implemented over the next couple of years at the brewery. Uh, we want to go solar as soon as possible. Oh, wow. Um, and we have the space to do it, uh, and we have the approval to do it. And it's things like that uh, that we care about. Um, you know, it's it's more about uh, fulfilling that mission than uh, the bottom line. That is awesome, man. And then, so, featuring that, like, what are some things you guys are doing now to be environmentally conscious? Sure. So, we, um, I'll start with our, our grain. Uh, so, 
our grain is going towards uh, local farms. Um, it's not necessarily unique in the craft industry. A lot mm-hmm. of breweries are, are doing that. We, uh, we're partnering with a couple of local grassroots organizations. Uh, specific grassroots, grassland, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right. So uh, specifically community compost. Uh, nice. And uh, I grow, uh, so Tallahassee people will definitely know what those. Yeah, I know I grow. I know I grow. Yeah. And uh, so we're 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 providing them with with uh, compost uh, on site out front uh, in our beer garden. We've got a number of planters that are sustainably um, uh, sustainably operated, and it's it's good to see things like that. Um, as I mentioned, long term, we want to get into so we want to get into um, uh, CO two recapturing. Anytime, anytime right now, we're, we're recapturing as much water as possible. Nice. So those are those are the minimal things. Anytime that we can't implement something from an operational standpoint, we'll get behind somebody else that's doing it to help co-brand and co-market that initiative. So we partnered with uh, Tall Timbers, uh, which extends into Georgia, um, and, you know, and their mission in uh, pre- preservation of, of wow. uh, wild grasslands and things like that that, that make a difference for us um, and, and if we can help co-broadcast that and, and we're and, and doing it through beer show some yeah, love absolutely that's what we try to do man that is a beautiful thing when you mentioned the beer let's get into the mm-hmm. beer from grain to glass sure. <laughs> here at Grasslands mm-hmm. and then I am drinking this ginger beauty I mean <laughs> yeah that could go a lot of different ways, right? Sure. But yeah. this ginger, yeah. the beer has ginger so in it. So you're drinking a Fourth Orbit. Uh, it's a red ale that we infused with ginger. Mm. Um, and that one would be, I, that beer continues to surprise me. Um, if people who are familiar with Proof, uh, Proof Brewing Company and their mango wit, um, mm. people tell us that this is our mango wit, meaning that females and males are ordering that at an equal rate. Nice. Um, it's, I don't want to call it kitschy, but it's it's when you add ginger to something, people will start to say, "Is this a ginger beer, or is this what kind, what are you talking about?" And so, it's a red, an approachable red ale first. Um, mm-hmm. We initially brewed it because of our partnership with the Tallahassee Roller Girls. Nice. Um, they held their tenth anniversary birthday party at the tap room, and we brewed a special batch. And we called it Roller Derby Red, knowing that we probably weren't going to be making this again. Did a red ale, added a ginger. Shout out to one-offs, man. Yeah, hey man, it was. It, you know, that's one of the things that was nice about us being on the small scale. So we could test some things out, yeah. and see what worked. Um, we blew the keg that night, um, so we said, okay, let's try this again without the roller derby girls, and say, what ha- see what happens. And the keg blew that night, mm. and then we did it again on a larger scale, and it has evolved into the second bestseller in our tap room. And it wow. boggles my mind because a it's a red ale and b it has ginger in it. You know, it just it makes me smile every time I hear somebody order it. And that just goes to show you guys you don't have to be stuck to styles because now everybody's doing the hazy IPA and and I get it or the crazy worked out style and all the and don't get me wrong I appreciate those styles of beer. Mm-hmm. More over the hazy IPA, but it's a whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> but I appreciate all styles of beer, so it just goes to show like there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, go ahead. I mean, we're, I, I, it's, it's interesting that that it's the second most ordered beer in the tap room, um, and you know everybody's palate is a subjective approach, uh, and 
you know, we'll have some people that are really sensitive to ginger and some people mm-hmm. that really enjoy ginger and they'll, each one will say that there's too much or too little ginger in it. So mm-hmm. what we decided was, all right, what do we like about it? There you and, go. And so we tried to uh, achieve some balance where the ginger was complimentary as opposed to, I just had a beer with a ginger snap in it, and that's not what we wanted. So. No, but it, it, it definitely plays off very well. <laughs> the ginger's there. It's on the nose. I mean, so tell us a little bit. How much ginger did you use, and where did you get the ginger? So it's a 15-barrel system. We are using um, locally provided ginger. Um and uh, we use about a pound per barrel. So we juice it on site the day of, uh, so you're getting as fresh ingredients as you could possibly get mm-hmm. into your beer. We, we dabbled with the idea of going with an extract, um, and it just didn't give us a good feeling, right. or it didn't taste as good as fresh ginger beef. It never does, and, and, and I know abstracts are cheaper, and I understand sometimes you have to, but I feel like... Nowadays, in today's beer market in 2017, you got to come with it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, and, and I think if we were going to go, you know, eventually we, we'll get to a size, and if this is something that is being requested on the likes of High Lock, uh, heaven, heaven forbid, but uh, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, we would go uh, with a puree as opposed to an extract. Uh, because mm-hmm. a puree is. I guess it's taking it one step less, uh, uh, you know, and it's not... Because it's still a lot of work yeah, still to do. Work goes yeah. in it. It's still, um, you know, there's actual ginger at one at, at, at a very early point, and then yeah. you get to use that in the beer. But for right now, 15 barrels, it's not that hard for us to get 15 pounds of ginger ready to roll. So you mentioned the 15 barrels. Tell me about the whites and the fermenters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, we, like I mentioned, we have uh, six fermentation tanks, 15, uh, four 15-barrel tanks, which... Uh, the beers that go into that are mm-hmm. not necessarily test beers, but beers that we know that we can mm-hmm. stretch our legs a little bit. Nice. Um, I see. They're not necessarily designed to go into distribution, but uh, we, you know, so we have a dump of ice on tap. Uh, that's not something that's super popular in, in distribution right, right now. But we really like it. Anytime you go to a brewery, you're going to find something that you know is typically some, uh, you're not going to find in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's what those those tanks are designed. That's one of the brewery experience. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, we also have two 30-barrel fermentation tanks, uh, and those are knowing that uh, eventually we'll have a beer like Fourth Orbit or Hopline Bling that will uh, be more requested and demanded in the marketplace, mm-hmm. and we'll double-batch those. Um, and so eventually, we'll probably get into a point where we're maxing out space, maxing out our brewing, um, our brew house efficiency, and making sure that we're uh, Getting getting as much beer that is requested outside of our tap room as possible into our tanks, um, but for right now, we like I said, we we just started brewing at the end of April. Right, so you're going 15, 30s on the fermenters yep. and the bright tank. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're doing. Exactly. I see what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, our, our carbonation uh, typically takes about anywhere between two to three and a half days. So it's uh, not bad. Uh, yeah, it's pretty quick. Turning and burning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Guys, take another place where you turn and burn. Here on the Beard Is podcast on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Goldborn. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to do this show each and every week. Shout out to the good folks at Amazon.com. Make sure you go and click on the link. It's on our site. Buy the stuff you'd already normally buy, but use our code. We get a little discount. We get a little bit of that money, and when we get that money, we put it back into the podcast for you, and it allows me to travel fun places because right now I'm in Tallahassee, Florida, here at Grasslands Room with my man Gabe Grass. 
Also, shout out to his lovely wife, Sarah Lynn. <laughs> really hate that she's not here. I'd much rather be oh, interviewing her than you, but. Oh, she's, she's good at this. <laughs> nah, man. I, seriously, man, make sure you tell her I said, I'm sending her a message, man. She's, she's a really amazing woman. And that also brings me to another thing for you. You guys doing this together, man. How fun and rewarding is that? Uh, yeah, it. it what it's we, challenging, I'm sure. Hundred percent challenging. I'm trying to find the right words to describe the journey that we've been on together. Uh, you know, in many marriages, um, uh, the wife is a, the fiscal conservative of the group of the the duo. Uh, Sarah is no different. She's she's very smart about money, and I was a little bit more of the risk taker. Um, so she was my first, uh, the very first stakeholder that I had to convince that this was a good idea. Uh, and, you know, at, at times over the past, I guess we started this concept way back in 2012. Yeah. Times over the past five years where it's been pretty stressful. And, uh, <laughs> and, and most small business owners will tell you the same thing. Yeah. Um, and we didn't want to become a statistic, meaning that, uh, you know, it, the rates are already pretty high for small businesses to close within three years. If it's a married marriage couple, married couple or a family business, it's even higher. Uh, so what we did was we tried to figure out a, a, a good system uh, where we're, we're communicating uh, both at the brewery at home um, and not letting it dominate our lives. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard for it not to be twenty three out of twenty four hours of the day. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, you know we came up with a good system and um, and it's been great going forward. And you know it's funny I've been doing this show for actually a year and a month now as this episode will run. Right. And most of the brewers I've met, maybe with the exception of one, the mm-hmm. ones that are successful. Mm-hmm. Tend to have a couple things in common. Absolutely. One, well, and this even includes the women brewers. One, they tend to have a partner who's willing to put a foot up their ass when they're wrong, mm-hmm. and they also have a partner who's willing to hug them when they're right exactly. and console them when they need console. Exactly. And it seems like you guys really have that going. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Um, she's a, a wonderful uh, strategic thinker, and um, I, I at times can be that. Uh, more but you're the creator. Yeah, but you're... more often than not, um, I'm, I'm a doer. I think a lot of a lot of uh, business owners are doers as well. Um, but you need that complementary um, back and forth between uh, a management team, especially a husband wife management team. And that's got to be interesting. And guys, we're going to take one more pause for the calls here on Beer. It is. When we come back for segment three, we're going to talk a little bit more about the actual beers. We're going to. Walk through about two or three that we've tried, including the number one seller, which will tell you what that is when we come back. Stick and stay. Here it is. CSPN. We'll be right back. Boys and girls, my name is Vice Wilborn. The name of our key is Beer It Is. We're live on the CSPN Network. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to do this show each and every week. Also, shout out to our fine sponsors like Amazon.com, which you guys are rocking and rolling and supporting. You give us the money, we put the money back into the show. That makes it better for you. It makes it better for us. It also allows me to travel. I'm in Tallahassee. I'm at 
Grasslands Brewery. I was about to slip and say another because that's what I'm headed later. But nonetheless, oh, that was almost bad. But we're going to make it work. We're going to make it right. We're going to get it tight. And I'm here with Gabe Grass as he laughs. But it's okay. It's all good. It's all good in the neighborhood. But anyway, that being said, <laughs> we're about to sip on this IPA. And I haven't had many, so that wasn't that. Yeah. But I, I hold it up to the light here. And Gabe looked at me with a... And you can see, like, his his face kind of blushed a little bit. Like, he turned a little red, a little pink as he looked at the color of this beer. As I hold it up again. And, I mean, it's so clear, this IPA. You can see straight through it. Hop, line, bling. Tell me about this beer, man. So, Hop, line, bling. Um, it's a, a fun name for, for sure. We, we're waiting for the cease and desist from Drake. Um, <laughs> and we'll frame it when we get it. Um, but uh, we, uh, we actually did a double IPA a long time ago on our small system. And uh, brewers will tell you, you know, that's a lot of sugar to let, leave, leave behind if you do a double IPA. Yeah. And so... Um, we uh, from there we did a, a one once off uh, one uh, one off session pale that uh, we just dropped, we hopped heavily with citra hops uh, and we just called it hop line bling. This is one of Spencer's creations. It was actually his first beer that he ever made. Shout out to him. And uh, and so from there. That keg blew in the evening, and so what we do is we try to figure. You know, the a lot of these kegs, man. Well, we I mean. A beer like Hopline Bling or named Hopline Bling will will grab some people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it'll push people off because they think, "Oh, IPA, no, don't want that." Um, so with this specific beer, what we wanted to do is, is is have an IPA that didn't try to wreck your palate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there the good trend that you know is part of New England IPAs, but uh, more often than not. I, I, on the East Coast, at least, you're starting to see IPAs that um, a little bit more juice friendly, uh, mm-hmm. juice forward, um, that are uh, not hopped as early and not as quite as bitter. There, you're getting more hop character from flavor and aroma, and so we want to have something like that. And so this has been an evolutionary beer, and really, really has come all the way full circle once we started making it on our large scale system. Nice. Uh, so you mentioned how clear it is. We weren't able to do that on our old system. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you not centrifuging, are you? No, no, we are not. Hey, you got a this cool out centrifuge? Shout out, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. No, it, it's a, uh, so this beer specifically, uh, I, I get a lot of uh, pineapple, uh, a little bit of grapefruit, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, some, a nice biscuity, toasty malt, yeah. uh, but not, not in a, in a way that you think you're drinking, uh, like a Dale's Pale. Um, this one is, it, it's at seven, almost seven and a half percent, it's. Yeah, I'm having to sit this a little slow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's deceptively, you know. It's a big beer, but it's also mm-hmm. it's, it's an easy drinking beer. Yeah. Because it doesn't have that initial bitterness that's trying to completely tackle your mouth. Uh, we want to. What do I be use on this? Uh, in the 55 range. Oh, wow. See, a lot of these IPAs now are 90, 100. Um, I, I saw an IPA when I was at Hunapu Day. Mm-hmm. It's like 130 IP, IBU. And it's like, why? Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, I get it. There's a time and a place. But yeah. Come on. I mean, man. we have a double IPA that uh, is in the 80 range. Uh, I mean, what, there's there's a sense of diminishing returns once you start adding past 100. Agreed. Uh, and 
in my opinion, there there are reasons why you would do that. A double IPA is, is for it, but a regular IPA, no, I don't, I don't really agree with that. But you know, for Hopline Bling, it's it's our best selling in a tap room. Um, it's what's driving most in the market for us, um, and people just dig it. I, more often than not, I'll get people that say, "I don't like IPAs, but I can drink this beer." Mm. Uh, and my impression from that is. The same as when they say, I don't like dark beers. And they, they've only had one experience. Right. Bad. And it's a perception. It's a yeah, mental absolutely. thing. Right. And I think where beer has to grow is getting people to understand there's more than one way. Exactly. To make an IPA, a porter yeah. style, whatever, right? Yeah, because this, I, I almost, when I first had it, it's interesting. I was at the Edison. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you guys got three taps there. Shout out sure. to you. Edison, by the way, is in the Cascades, for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know. Literally right in the middle of this beautiful park in Tallahassee. Nice spot. Shout out to Adam Corey and those guys for getting that thing going and revitalizing the area. Anyway, that being said, nice, swanky kind of place. So seeing through your taps there really made me smile. But then the second part was when the guy poured it, I was like, you sure it's not a pale? I mean, I, I know. I mean, I'm just saying by, by, just by the way it tasted and the way, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, that, no, it's really nice gay. Yeah, I mean, that's... And that's a, a, a characteristic of the brewing process. Yeah. So we're moving more and more towards late hop additions. Um, you know, if you want to think about a traditional IPA, would be sixty minute IPA, mm-hmm. uh, and that's hopped all the way through. It's uh, but it's hopped heavily in the beginning to get that bitterness up, and then continuously hopped to get the centennial flavor up. Um, for us, we might do a little bit of an initial hop, but then we do heavy late late edition hops mm-hmm. into the boil. Um, in the whirlpool process to get that that flavor out and the aroma out more often than um, trying to overload your mouth with bitter. That's real. And speaking of hops and late editions mm-hmm. and whirlpools, mm-hmm. you guys have something interesting coming. Mm-hmm. I've been doing my research. Okay. Yeah, you guys got what I'm Oh, we got our glass. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. we. Uh, it's our first collab since our first collab. Um, <laughs> we did a, a hourglass is. A brewery that we feel very similar to us in terms of the approach to brewing, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of go their own their own their own way and uh, innovative sours, really cool traditional style. Yeah, they're lighting it up, man. Oh, they're doing great, and uh, you know they've come a long way in five years. Um, we were humbled uh, to be requested to participate in their five collaborations for five years initiative. Um, so between us, I think they did Walking Tree, Rap, um, and uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking, but uh, it was, they did. They had some really cool names to be for mm-hmm. us to be a part of. Awesome, good for uh, you guys. And, good for Florida beer. Absolutely. And so what, we got together, and uh, the guys are, are a crazy bunch, and we just said, let's let's make like a you know a fruit forward, juicy IP, double IPA. And uh, we did. Um, uh, Spencer and I went down earlier uh, last month and uh, had a really great time with them. Made a, a double IPA that uh, is almost like fruit juice. Mm. Um, and uh, and so we're getting a few kegs of that at the end of this week. It's going to be a great great time to bring Space Raptor Hop Invasion to Tallahassee. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 the name is just fun and it's interesting. Oh, and, sure. and I was looking at this, the specs and I was like, oh my God. That's just, that's a, I mean, but also to like, talk about collabing. What's that like? Man? Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a totally, 
innovative thing that I believe is uh, niche to the craft brewing industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see winemakers getting together. You don't see distilleries. Uh, yeah. It doesn't happen quite so often, um, and it really happens a, uh, a lot in the brewing industry. Uh, it's embraced by you know the the ultimate person, the consumer. They mm-hmm. love the fact that two of their favorite breweries get to get together and make yeah. something completely unique. Or sometimes it's a favorite brewery and a brewery they maybe hadn't heard well, of. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I imagine there's tons of people in Longwood and Orlando that don't know who the hell we are. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, it's, it's a good way to um, broaden the perspective of the ultimate consumer. Uh, the other thing is it's just friends uh, getting yeah. together and brewing. It's celebrating almost why they got into the brewing industry mm-hmm. in the first place. Is that they just enjoy brewing and coming up with something yeah. creative and doing things like naming a beer Space Raptor Hop Invasion. Right. Uh, it's uh, like taking it back to the homebrew club, exactly. right? No, it's, it's very similar. Um, and it, we, we totally embrace that. We have a short list of folks that we're going to be uh, uh, collaborating with over the course of the next six months. And uh, we're we're just totally psyched to do that. We're psyched to be able to host a collaboration here. Right. As well. uh, so the Hourglass guys are going to be coming up back over here for the end of the Home and Home collaboration uh, at the end of this month. Like a Home and Home, like I like that, like, like, yeah. like a football thing, exactly. right? Yeah. No, so we'll be brewing uh, almost the exact same beer. There'll be a couple of nuances that are different. They they do reverse osmosis water treatment, mm-hmm. and we don't. Um, the yeast will be the same. The malt will basically be the same. We'll change the hops up. Oh, nice. It'll be, a, it'll be a blast uh, to create um, the sequel, which will be Space Raptor Hop Redemption. Hop Redemption. <laughs> I like it. That is fun, oh, man. Yeah, we have a good time. And I, I tell you what, guys. I could sit here with Gabe forever because this dude is just so badass. Seriously, man. Um, but just real quick. Tell us what's coming next for Grasslands as far as what's going to be on tap, where can people find you, and also where can we find you on social media. Cool. Uh, Social media, traditionally, uh, it's easy. We're Grasslands Brewing on Facebook. We're Grasslands Brew on Instagram and Twitter. Um, We're pretty active on all three. Uh, Untapped, same thing as Grasslands Brewing Company. Um, And uh, what's coming next for us is... Uh, what what isn't coming next? Honestly, uh, launching the market is taking up all of our perspective. Uh, but we we're still staying true to what we our roots. We we are participating in uh, proofs for the Tap Invitational next yeah. month. Um, big event, big event, uh, amazing event. If you're in Florida, that is absolutely something that you should travel to Tallahassee to check out because. It's all the Florida breweries yeah. bringing their A game. Yeah, that's that's funky. Buddha, that's yeah, my, um, MIA out of yeah. Miami. It's Green Bench. That's yeah. all. Everybody's the, coming. Everybody, Star breweries City. That, all breweries here. that you won't even you haven't even heard of yet. Right, um, that are doing crazy yeah, stuff. Doing really good stuff. And so we've been thrilled just to be uh, a player in that game. Um, so uh, a couple of innovative beers for that uh, for us um, on, in the tap room. We've got a couple other beers coming out. Um, We've uh, rebooted G Street, which is turning into an American Blonde. Ooh! Um, so blonde on gangster. Yeah, All exactly. Right. <laughs> um, we've got uh, a, a Belgian double. Um, okay. Uh, upcoming uh, after that, we'll be doing a collaboration with Ardwolf. Um, Ooh, Wolf. out of Jacksonville. We're, there are other good friends, um, so we'll be doing a Belgian quad uh, with oh, that's them. Good and that's going to be really fun. Uh, and then, and then honestly, it's. 
events and tap takeovers and growing the Grasslands brand out into the market right. as much as possible. Uh, we are going to be the official IPA for Downtown Get Downs uh, for the foreseeable future. Nice. And by the way, the Downtown Get Down is? Uh, essentially what a Downtown Get Down is, uh, we're a college town. We're driven by football. Yeah, Florida uh, State. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Friday night before every home game, um, number of vendors, food trucks, uh, face painters, live bands, you name it, come to downtown. They block off a number of streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they serve traditionally macro beer. Mm-hmm.